You're listening to Dan and Amar. That's Dan. This is Amar. Ooh, baby. What a fresh ass song. Like, how do you not feel good after listening to this, you know? Yeah. Have you heard this song before? I have not. I knew it. Doesn't surprise me. What's your style of music? Honestly, everything. Here's the thing. Most of this type of music. Really? Just because I don't have a genre. Um, most of the, no, most of this type of music I listen on Indie 88.1. Not sponsored, obviously, but wow, I love that the station. Last person that listens to that station. I love that station, man. Indie 88. Okay. They play this type of music, and I, I really like it. I just, you know, I don't go out of my way hunting. Oh, I'm for, not, man, I don't hunt for music. It's just, I'm a huge, I like, I'm a massive fan of 1975. And they're playing Coachella, and YouTube aired a live stream of the 1975's performance, and I watched it. I'm like, they're so cool. Like, they are so damn cool. It hurts. How cool are they? So damn cool, man. Like, do you not have anybody that you look at, you see, and you're just like, they're cool, and I want to be like them? Other than me. So many people. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, man. Like, I just think that, I don't know. Like, they're very artistic, and I think they're authentic, and they're not like... They're not selling fake lyrics. Like a lot of artists will won't even write their own songs. Very poppy stuff. Mm. Like Katy Perry, no hate to her because she's obviously done very well for herself. But here comes some hatred. But here comes <laughs> yeah. Usually when that happens, <laughs> no. But I just think that her songs aren't as deep rooted and artistic. Yes, there's some metaphors there, but they're for the mass majority to understand, and it's like repetitive. And yeah. Whereas 1975, it just feels like it's art, man. It's art. Yeah, they, they look <laughs> they look like that's what they say. It's art, man. They're cool. I don't know. No, but are they like top three of people you want to be? Are there people? Who, who do you want to be? <laughs> who do I want to be? Listen, be, man? growing up, my all-time favorite guy was Tom DeLonge. Guitarist yeah. of Blink-182. I thought he was the coolest guy, and I met him at a San Diego Padres game. Uh, last year? Two years ago? No, two. Oh my God, two years ago. And he's just so cool. I just, I just think he... It was a successful guy that also played off of the immature humor in a mm. way. He was like a big kid. And I definitely think that I'm going to grow up to be a big kid, but a mature one. A mature big kid. A mat- and that exists, by the way. Okay. I don't want people to think that doesn't exist. Yeah. Because it does. People think that as you get older, you have to be boring or just like you can't laugh at that stuff or it's like Ugh. taboo to laugh at that stuff. You know. No, if if you don't, man, like you're gonna grow up to be boring and like miserable. Miserable. You're gonna yeah. be the type of old guy that's like, get off my lawn. But at the end of the day, it's just grass. Yeah, especially guys, man. Especially dudes. When dudes, we grow up, oh. when we grow up, listen. Uh, there's a lot of pressure as a guy. Yes. To be like a bro, I, I reference them as bros. Yeah. Guys that will uh, wear trench coats in April. <laughs> and that will be like, oh, sure, babe. How about we go try the latest restaurant? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like I'm hating on them. Maybe I am a little bit, but those guys are the worst to be around from experience. Ugh, and when they grow up. Because they're not worse. fun. They'll be like, <laughs> you'll tell a fart joke. It'll be like this. It'll be like, so anyways, there I was. I <laughs> and then... <laughs> I totally knew it. When Dan, when Dan started this topic, I saw him like leaning into the table. Yeah. And I was like, he's either really into this topic or he wants to reach the fart recorder. No, but if you tell fart jokes, they'd they'd be like, that's great. So tell me about your mortgage. What's next for you? It's like, I don't want to talk about that stuff. That's true. You know, me and my friends yesterday were talking about that. Mortgages? No, not mortgages. Um, I feel like I hate, I hate how, I feel like I ask pretty Good questions. <laughs> You're like, you haven't asked one. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm <laughs> waiting for one. I'll tell you when I hear one. And then I feel like you ask pretty good questions. But like every time we go to a party, you know, now that we've gone to a party together, but every time you go to a party, you know, you can tell the greatest story ever, right? And then the end of the day, like not at the end of the day, um, you can tell the greatest story ever. And right after you tell the story, some girl or some guy will be like, so like, what do you do? Because that's filler, man. But Listen, like, bro, I just told you this whole great story, and now we're gonna like judge what people are people because just... people can smell filler, like that. Yeah. That's how it is. Like, listen, when you're when you so I hosted a radio show last week, cool for uh, three days of the week, and when it, it gets dry or when there's yeah, like do awkward, the plug first of all, let's, let's put the plug in. It was a Sirius XM show, what channel? Satellite Radio, baby. It was channel one sixty seven, two to five, heard everywhere, baby. So I was on there, and it's a talk show. And yeah. it is so exhausting to be on a talk show. You don't think it's like, no, you're sitting down just talking. It's like, no, no, no. Your brain is consistently 
gears are moving because you cannot have an awkward silence. Yeah. It cannot be uh, awkward, like empty. You got to mm-hmm. keep the, the show moving. So I'd go home of the show and I'd have like uh, an hour and a half nap. I was so exhausted. <laughs> but I love it. In there, I made sure to avoid filler because filler, when you're in a conversation, is so apparent. It's like oftentimes it's the weather. Yeah. Oh, like the weather is awful. It's like, okay, that's that's stuff that nobody cares about. And it's like obvious, you know, like we're yeah. both standing outside. We know what the weather's like. No, I hate fill- this filler stuff needs to go like. But in a way, that's kind of filler. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, repeating sure. what someone just said. Oh, yeah. Is also kind of filler. It's like, you're no, so I- right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to repeat exactly what you just said in another word. People do it all the time, man. Like that's to be a good conversationalist. And I do classify myself as a good conversationalist, by the way, is someone that can carry the conversation from where it was to a similar place, but different. So you're not going to take it and repeat. You're not going to talk about weather or something like that. You would, it's a big part of it is listening. What did they just say? Ask questions about what they just said. People don't listen. So many people are socially awkward and they're scared that they're just thinking, okay, how can I make it sound like I was listening mm. and just move on? By right? saying, mm. <laughs> I bet I'm watching you. I'm like, this is all filler. <laughs> See? I, hate, See? <laughs> I hate filler so much, Dan. <laughs> it is filler. I hate filler so much. I used to send out invites like to like my own house parties. And with every invite in the bottom, I say, you will not ask anyone and you're not going to talk about work. No one wants to talk about work. Everyone just finished work. They don't want to talk about work. Well, here's the thing, though. I work, hate filler stuff. Work is sometimes a part of someone's identity. Mm-hmm. You know, like to say, oh, don't talk about work. It's tough because what do you ask a CrossFitter that does it for a living? CrossFitters, that's their number one topic to talk about is CrossFit, man. It's like a vegan. Yeah, you talk well, to a vegan, the number one thing they want to talk about is vegan. And like shame you for even thinking about eating a chicken. Dan, I'm not inviting CrossFitters to my parties. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First off, though, I'm questioning, when do you have these house parties? I've never gotten invited. Dan, we weren't like that, you know? Wow. If if I were to have a party, you I You just came out and just said it, eh? Yeah. You were not like that. It's true. We were not like that. <laughs> no, it's true. We were not. I think people forget. I think your house party invitable... Now. Now. But before, you're like, nah, that white kid? Well, uh, before, it, would just, it wouldn't seem genuine, you know? Hey, you should come to my house party, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Were your house parties like just your friends or was it? No, it's the whole school, but Dan. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't say the whole school. Um, first of all, I have like a bunch of like a bunch of different crews. Ah, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would always be scared that because, you know, each, different groups have like different secrets and different things they know about you. They have like inside jokes and opinions and they're comfortable talking. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some things that I've like told them. I've told the guys, but I haven't told the girls. There's something I've told university people that my guys wouldn't know. Like, I got kicked out of university. I you dropped, did? Yeah, I did. Well, you didn't graduate? Well, no, I got kicked out, and then I came back, and, you know? No. And the exact reason of why I got kicked out to this group is different from the exact reason <laughs> <laughs> to this group. So right? one of them might feel bad for you. The other one's like, no, it's totally your fault, man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so then when I would have a house party, I would... Like, like just cringe, pre-cringe of, of what if this person says that to that person, right? Oh, you're the saying, whole- listen, that happened to me once. Uh, not the same thing where, but I, I know what you mean, like managing groups of people. Yes. So when I was in Texas, uh, like, Jesus, man, I lived there, I don't know, over five years ago. When wow. I first moved there, okay, I did a TV show down there called Let's Go DFW. Yes. And it was a, a news, pop culture, entertainment style show where we would do interviews, uh, movie reviews, go to sporting events just around Dallas, Fort Worth. So and at the same time, I hopped on Tinder. Okay. And that was when Tinder was sort of starting out. I don't Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Five years ago. Around that time. And I was like, look, I'm so damn lonely down here. Not in like a sexual way, but like sort of in a sexual way. Wait, is this the bio? <laughs> in brackets, no, not no, in yeah, a sexual way. This is not my bio. It's sort of sexual no. So, But when you move to a new place, I was yeah. 22, okay? When you move to a new place at 22, 21, 22, it's hard to make friends, okay? Because you're out of school. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, we talked about this last week, but when you leave school, man, it's, it's your world, your life actually starts. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like my world started when... I graduated 
college. Because then it's like you're left to your own devices. What do you do next? What do you do with your time? Your life, the impact you leave here starts then. Everything prior is just like a a, a prep. See, I look at them as like two different worlds, three different worlds, four different worlds. They feel like two different worlds. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing of like why a lot of people are scared to invite all their friends, all their worlds, because all the worlds colliding, it's it's a mess. It's uncomfortable too, eh? Yeah. But I was, so I, I hopped on Tinder and I was like, look, I'm going to use this as a way to make friends. Believe it or not, I was like, maybe I could find someone that will help show me around Dallas, have mm-hmm. fun, and also get some ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is, this is something I, I need to do just because like I'm 22, I'm still young. So I joined a volleyball team, but everyone was married on the team. So I needed a social life, okay? So I went out there, and I was on Tinder. And there was one night, and I'm, I, this is the first time I've ever shared this, by the way. Hey, here we go. See you guys? And, I, and, I, and he tells me I'm not a good conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never said you weren't good. Not at all. Um, this is the first time, and I don't want this to set the, the stage for that Dan's a shady guy or a bad guy. Because for yeah. the record, I've never cheated on a girlfriend before, ever. Ever. Okay, a girlfriend, uh, but like in the, you're I'm like, I'm like, uh, he's like the emphasis was on the girl, <laughs> a girlfriend. I've never cheated on. <laughs> no, listen, I've never cheated on anybody. Let's yeah. let's make that clear. But I think when you're in the dating world, you don't have any sort of obligation. When, when you're dating, I think people think you can only date at one one person at one time. No, yeah. no, I think dating for the most part is you can play the field and see who works best for you. Yeah, well, that's the magic of Tinder. So probably back then when Tinder first came out, that's what dating was. And now that Tinder is five years later, dating is like a few people at once. It does, well, it doesn't make sense, man. You, what, you go on one date with someone and now you can't see anybody else? No, that's, no, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. it. You can go on, but when you start going on like four or five dates, that's where it's like, okay, you got to set the exclusivity here. Yeah. So what was the number? How many dates? So for this one, it was like dates. Uh, I, I saw this girl maybe twice. Okay. Keep in mind, really cool girl. Well, when I first moved there, a conversation piece, and I think it was in my Tinder bio, was that I was a TV host. And it was great because we'd go to the bar and it would re-air at like uh, 1.30, oh. just before the bar closed. So Dallas would play it and it was on CBS. So when it came on, everyone's like, hey man, you're on TV. Oh, and then they'd buy it. me all these shots and stuff. It was amazing. And it was great for like chatting with the girls as well. Of course. Right? So, we had a a party for the show, and it was held at House of Blues in downtown Dallas, Texas. Seems like an institution. House of Blues? Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> it's been there since you, 1836. Oh, I think you meant like it's a place where you go when you're sad, like the House of Blues. Sounds like it too. No, no, it, <laughs> right? it was. It was a classic venue. I think it's still up, actually. Um, so, anyways, we had this like big room, and... I had to go on stage because as one of the hosts, one of the main hosts of the show, I had to like thank everyone for coming, tell them about the show and stuff like this. So I'm up there and I see the, the one girl that I was going on. This is like sort of date number two and we were going to go out after. And I saw her on the left side of the room and on the right side. And this is true. On the right side, I see a girl that I just sort of started talking to that we were going to go out that night. And it was Ooh. way, way impressive. And at that moment, my heart just sank. And I was like, <gasps> I have to now play the room to such a way that I can keep these two people away from each other. <laughs> oh, no. You got to like middle school dance it. You just yeah. Just <laughs> yeah I was like, I was like you want to drink? I'll, I'll be right back. And then talk to them. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways, this girl came. And keep in mind, they're both very sweet girls. Um, and I'm a nice guy. So I, this uh, contrary to what you're hearing <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> okay. So... Anyways, one of them's on the left. So I, I, after I'm done on stage, I go down and I'm chatting with the girl and I'm just like, uh, oh, thank you so much for coming. It's great to see you. Like, this is amazing. Like, uh, just so you know, I will have to kind of go around chatting with people throughout the night, which I did for the record. I did. Mm-hmm. But I can get you a drink, whatever. And she had brought a friend along for the record. So she wasn't totally amazing. alone. So I was like, okay, okay. So I left her and I go over to the other one. I'm like, hey, thanks for coming. Oh, this is amazing. Same thing. Like, look, I got to like, it was like <laughs> I gotta sitcom, work the room. man. I got to work the room <laughs> and chat if you need any drinks or whatever. That's fine. So I go back and the other one's actually on the dance floor already dancing. And there was like a guy trying to like sort of pick her up. And I'm like, oh, oh man, what do I do? Like, because like I have no right to say like sh- she's like yeah. with me. Also, that's not working the room in any way. <laughs> 
yeah. Hey, buddy, get lost. Yeah, get off. She's mine. Yeah, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> I, think, I think that's true. Like to work the room, everyone has to be able to talk to them, and I have to be. Anyways, yeah. um, it was a disaster <laughs> for the most part, and that just goes to your story of trying to keep two worlds separate. Yeah, when it accidentally collided. Yeah, it was that night, and I never had, never did that, never double booked again, man. That's yeah, that's crazy, man. That's hard. Yeah, that, thank God that has never happened to me. And it's God. not fun. People think, oh, you had two girls. This is awesome. No, it's not fun, man. Like, yeah. the dating scene is not fun for the record. I don't have fun dating. No? You don't have fun dating? I'm yeah, a, I, I'm a, I, I think it's awkward. There's a lot of awkward, man. I was on a date once with a girl when I first moved back to Toronto. Okay. Uh, there's a very small chance she would hear this show. So I'm not really too worried. But um, met her online as well and we went out for drinks and just to try to make it look like i was comfortable mm. exactly what you're doing right now i put my arm on the seat beside me and she sat across from me okay <laughs> and she goes can you not do that oh and i'm like what do you mean she goes, can you not put your arm in the seat that's making me really uncomfortable it makes it look like you don't even want to be here and i'm like okay Def. i'm like this is awkward what but keep in mind she was like on her phone throughout like the whole like date right so that was awkward. Then I was like, okay. Uh, I took my hand down. We, we like had the rest of the, the meal and drinks. And I was like, okay, like I can uh, take you for an Uber home if that's all right. And she's like, no, no, no. Like we're going to walk. I'm like, oh, do you live near here? She's like, yeah, just up the street. This oh, walk was like no. 20 minutes, man. It took so long to get to her house. Ugh. We get to her house and um, she goes down to check on her car. And she's got a ticket. And... I swear that the whole momentum of this date changed because when she saw she got a ticket, she's like, oh, F this, F that, I don't deserve this. Like, total aggression came out and it was like I wasn't even there anymore. She was like walking around, like not listening to me, walked into the what? security desk and I'm like, all right, Dan, this is your cue to get out of there. So right. I uh, I called an Uber and she was still yelling at security and I just kind of knocked like, see ya? And she was like, yeah, yeah, bye. Oh, thank God. She said, yeah, yeah, bye. And I was like, oh my God. And then that was kind of like it for me. I was like, no, you're kind of, you're too all over the place. Yeah, no, no, okay, that's not fun. That's, and I don't believe that's what dating should look like. No, but I mean, but that's what dating is when you get like in your 20s, yeah. especially if you're using like dating apps, you're going to get people that are desperate for relationships on one hand that will settle for anything. So you're not really getting their true self. They're just giving you a polished version because they so badly want to be yeah. with someone, or you're getting someone that is undateable. Yeah, so dead set on how they want to be dated. Yeah, like, like this is the problem. When you come into a relationship, you, there's compromises that have to be made. Of course. And, on like Tinder, there's two ends. There's ones that will just give you everything. And there's ones that won't, they're like, I'm standing my ground. I'm not changing for no man. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's not like the best grounds. I know, I know people that have actually gotten engaged to people they met on Tinder, but it's not the best grounds to meet a relationship. I'm still shaking my head at like not being able to put your hand, your arm up. <laughs> it was awkward. I was like, where did this come from? Like, did you from? have sweat stains or something? <laughs> like what? I think reason? it was just like, she was worried about what people around were going to say. And it was just because I had my arm on the chair. She's like, it looks too casual. It I'm looks like, too casual with you texting and my hands are up. Hey, let's keep in mind, I think this girl was on coke, man. Like she went to the bathroom every, geez, man, 10 minutes. And I get it. People have, have yeah. short bladders, short bladders, small bladders. Small bladders. Short. I did a short bladder. <laughs> um, she has small bladder, but she kept coming back and she was like rubbing her nose and sniffing and just sort of like all over the place. And you look like a cop ready to just waiting for your other partner to come along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there chilling my arm up. I don't know. Damn. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's rough. <laughs> dating. Dating can be awkward sometimes. I love dating and I love the awkwardness. You know, yeah, you get the awkwardness. You laugh. Are you good head. at dating? Are you good at dating? Killer. Dan. I, I, no, I'm actually dating. believing that, by the way. I'm not being sarcastic. I could see you being good at dating. Yeah. Hey, that's another podcast idea, guys. Just 100 first dates. Just go on different dates. What is your ideal date, Omar? Um, I don't have an... Okay, so look, I, I'm a girl. Yeah. I, I like you. You like me. You ask me out. First off, how do you ask me out? Ooh, that's hard. That's really hard. Uh, I, I would... I don't know. You see me walking by the cafeteria. I would ideally okay. like her brunette, short. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so <laughs> no, I've no, got. No, I'm, I'm short with brown hair. No, no, I'm totally kidding. A big old um, booty. I just. Yeah, I don't know, man. Come on. Every girl's different. Let you me know? give you mine. You, you gotta vibe off the energies. Okay, we'll give, I'll give you a situation. Ask me. 
Am, am I going to ask you out or like you're going to ask me? I'll out? ask you out, but ask me, give me a situation on how I'm going to do it. All right. The situation is, um, hmm, freak. I can't even think of a situation. That's so bad. Okay. No, the situation is I just, I just got on the TTC streetcar. How dingy is that? Okay. And I, and I like you. Well, you, I, you found me attractive. Look, I, here, this is my, my first off. My thing isn't in public. Yeah. I have to get to know them. Are you a friend of through a friend? Friend of a friend? No, not really. Like, yes, I'm not opposed to that either. But here's the thing. There's an element of picking up people at the bar that is yeah. so uncomfortable to me. I, I'm not going to use the word creepy because I think that's toxic to start classifying picking up a girl as creepy. Yeah. Because it's not. I think there's elements there that can be creepy when a guy is relentless and won't stop. Or obviously when like it gets out of control where it's... It's not consent and stuff like that. Yes. Shout out However, to Dan, by the way, for just saying that. That's amazing. I've never heard anyone say that. And that's awesome. Well, it's true, man. Like, I think it, the society right now is very sensitive and, and for right reasons, but at the same time, overly sensitive yeah. that when a guy wants to hit on a girl, it is like so frowned upon as either being creepy or it's like pushing the limits of being comfortable. Like we have a tough job. Like, I obviously want to, let's say I, I want to, ask a girl out mm -hmm. there's got to be a way that is not creepy yeah. it, you can't classify everything as being creepy unless it fits well with your agenda Th that's not fair yeah like my intention is to not creep you out my intention is to ask you out right and in a fun way and if you're getting creeped out in the mix then I'm you down. could you can shut it down and as guys out there take it as a shutdown don't think oh. that they that, that's them playing man this is one of my biggest pet peeves let's just go into this for a second yeah biggest pet peeves is when a guy is told no and they won't take no for an answer. It is like, if a girl ever tells me no in a club, she's like, no, I am getting the hell out. I'm running away. I'm going home. I'm making sure none of my guy friends know that I was told no. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a scene in any way. However, there are other guys who are told no, right? And they keep persisting. And then they're like, no, whatever. You're just, you're ugly oh, anyway. Man, when oh. he, yeah, when it gets like that, that's like... You don't need to put them down because of rejection. A, if like, you are going out there and you're asking a girl out, go for it. Yeah. I, like women need to understand. Like, sorry, this is this sounds very bad. Like they're waiting to do. What are you going to say, Dan? What do women? Women need to understand, understand what, no, Dan? <laughs> that, <laughs> there's two sides, and men need to understand that they're just maybe not into you. Maybe they just want to go out and have a good time with their friends. Yeah, I want to dance with my girls. Yes. And that's oftentimes like girls shouldn't have to go to gay bars so they don't get hit on all the 100%. time. But at the same time, like I think there's an element of when you go to a bar that it's a social setting that you're there to kind of mingle and mix. Yeah. And it could be a polite thing. Like, sorry, I'm just, I'm not, I just don't want to do this. Right? I'm not interested. And guys need to accept that. Right. Um, but anyways, if I'm, if I'm at a bar or if I'm at a situation where I want to pick up somebody, mm -hmm. you have to start with like real conversation. Yeah. I don't know if I'd come in with a one-liner. Maybe I'd talk about maybe the drink they bought or um, I would say, can I buy you a drink or this music's great or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just feel their energy. It is about feeling their energy for the yeah. most part. But I'm not like this like freaking blazing guy that comes in and is like, what up, baby? You single? <laughs> you want to come dance? Like, I'm not like that at all. Uh. I, and for some people, some women prefer that in a yeah. guy, this overly confident guy that, that runs a show. But no, I'm 100% like, let's move at a pace that we're both comfortable with. That's like, otherwise it's awkward, man. Yeah. I like banter. That's that's my thing. It's banter. Oh. And I, my ideal date, ideally, honestly, is as long as the girl brings in her own personality, mm -hmm. that's like real. Yeah. I'm down. Because that's I'll, just. I'll be honest. So like, I, I like banter too. But I think for me, I think I'm, I'm more interesting than I am better looking. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, uh, so you got to. I think a girl would be more interested in my personality. <laughs> than, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm here. Appearance kind of, like, I think my personality is awesome. Yeah. More so than my appearance. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm an ugly guy. Or I'm not down that. But if we're at a bar, there's like, there's obviously dudes out there that dress nicer than me or whatever. But yeah, yeah. they're probably going to be lower quality guys. Yeah. On the spectrum of good looking and It depends what you're looking for. Some girls just want arm candy. I know yeah. plenty of girls, even on Instagram, that just want arm candy. Yeah. And the guy is purely just there to fill their ego of like, look what I can get. Honestly, shout out to the girls who can get those unicorns. They're <laughs> just like really good looking and great person. Oh, imagine yeah. 
If you're like super good looking. Man, we're unicorns. No. <laughs> you're not a unicorn? I don't believe I'm a unicorn. I'm a friggin' unicorn, man. Like I'm confident, but I'm not going to say I'm a unicorn. Why not? I think that's another thing is people are afraid to, to self-hype them up. Oh, I'm... Look how I started this conversation. I was like, I'm the best at it, right? But, no, but you I also like, don't know... I know for a fact that I'm not... Do you think you're a good-looking guy? I do believe for... I'm a flavor. I'm a flavor. You're a, <laughs> I'm a flavor. Okay. You're I'm a just flavor. being real. Okay, I'm so just you're being a real. flavor of guy. I'm a flavor of guy. So okay. if you're interested so, in this flavor, you're going to love me. If you're not interested in this flavor... Okay, so they're, let's I'm say not. they're interested in your flavor. Are you a good-looking guy for that flavor? You're right. Yes, okay. And your personality? Yeah. Is that just for that one flavor or is that for... No, I think personality is for everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause. Okay, so in in one sense you're a unicorn. Yeah, but the, like what I'm saying about unicorn is like I'm saying like model, like model looking. Yeah, true. You know, freaking unicorn. I'm not. What are you saying? I'm not model I'm, looking. I'm. Go ahead, say it. I dare you. I, I would. I wouldn't say unicorn, guys. <laughs> wow, he went there. No, I know what you mean. Like, here's the thing: you go to a bar, but they're not unicorns. Don't exist, man. Like, yeah, they, they're maybe, but. Yeah, okay, maybe they do because they're extremely rare. But it, usually, the better looking the guy, the worse off the personality. Yeah, maybe that, 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 that spectrum has always been there. That might be a controversial thing to say, but I think it stands the test of time. Like, if you go to a bar and you find the best looking guy there, he's going to have the biggest ego and he might be the most arrogant because society has allowed him to be that way. Yeah, I mean, most people know this. I, I'm not going to say this, is, this applies to everyone because everyone is their own person, but... Yeah, I mean, girls feel that too. You know? What do you mean? Oh. G girls, I mean, girls well, know that. Hold on. The best looking girl at the bar is 100% going to be like... the. Say it. This is going to be controversial, it. but I, from my personal experience, this is my opinion. Usually the best looking girl at the bar, if she knows she's like the best looking girl at the bar, man, she's, she's not going to give you the time of day. She's going to be aggressive as hell and just like rude, man. They're rude. But, but also... And that's not me being rejected saying yeah. that out of like, out of anger and resentment. It's just, it's the truth. I think if you're, if you're a super attractive girl, you're naturally having all these guys come at you. So you kind of, I guess, have to be like that maybe. Yeah. But you also have a lot of guys showing up. Okay. So I've, I have a few friends, girlfriends, okay. girls that are friends. Yeah. And Do you believe I, girls and guys can be friends? Yeah. Big supporter. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, me too. Me too. <laughs> No, I, no, I didn't mean the, like the movement. I meant like me too. I agree that like yeah, yeah. girls and guys can be friends if it's the st if the stage has been set as to like exactly that. This is how we're gonna go on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, some of my friends are like I would say when they go to the club, they are the hottest girls in that club, for sure. Right. That being said, they have the greatest personality that I ever know. Like. Yeah, but, but this amazing is the thing. personality. But because you know the behind the scenes, them. Of course, of course. Right, of they're course. they're not going to give you this gold yeah. star. So when they show up to that club, they gotta, you know, they gotta switch up, right? They can't let every guy that comes up to them be like, you know, and, and just throw them things that might be seen as signals to those guys, you know. Well, that's the thing, guys, man. Like girls have a hard job in creepy guys will take signals from everything it's like oh bro she scratched God. her nose yeah. she wants the d you give them like, an inch not even an inch like yeah. and they'll take a mile that's a, yeah, the club, to you gotta be careful with dude i couldn't imagine look I, I i will say this i think it's harder to be a girl for the most part than it is a guy for sure just because of how society still functions i'm not yeah. saying it's fair by any means it's not but I think it's a little bit more challenging with the stuff they have to deal with. Yeah. Like when you go to, let's say, yeah, you go to a bar. For us as guys, we go to the bar and we could have a good time with just our guy friends drinking beer. But girls, if they go to a bar, I think there's a pressure of we're going to get hit on. We have to turn them down. They're going to try and buy us drinks. Like there's so much more to their yeah. night. They like when's the last time you went to a bar thinking of, okay, uh, my fake name is going to be this. Um, this is my fake job and the, yeah. like because these creepy guys they ask them. also creepy guys that read usa today <laughs> i know it's a weird tangent it's a weird tangent but you said when uh when like a girl like rubs her neck or something or like touches her neck some guys see that as like a signal yeah man there are some creepy dudes that read these like female magazines right and they're like oh her, my god her toys were pointed at me for like two seconds you know what the worst one is she wants me 
is Cosmo. Cosmo. Oh God. I- I'll be I'll be checking out the grocery store and I'll be like five ways to have amazing sex. Yeah. And you'll open it up and it's like, first off, the whole sexual side of people is different for everyone. Yeah. So to say. These tips, it's just, they're, they're, the magazine is so pathetic. Um, I used to date a girl years ago that used to read it. And she would read off the tips on, like, how a, how you know a guy does this. And I'm like, are you kidding? This yeah. is definitely written by an intern that thinks they yeah. know men. Because this is brutal. There, there's a side of society that views men as these simple creatures. That, yeah. uh, oh, like, oh, they're so dumb, they're silly, and whatever. But in some cases guys can be just as technical they're human right the brain is a human thing or a complicated yeah, thing 100%. so there's in some cases it's hard for a guy as well we're not just homer simpson or no but Peter i Griffin. think classified wise there's a there's a stereotype that guys are less dramatic they're yeah. less emotional uh, emotional and that sucks it sucks because as a guy you kind of have this pressure to not be emotional yeah where if you cry it's like God, he cried. Did you do you remember he cried? You remember how awkward it was? And it's like that sucks, man. Because I would say I'm an emotional guy, and for me, I, I don't get emotional around my friends because yeah. there is that sort of stigma of like, oh, that's weird. I think now I'm very cool with crying in front of my friends. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, not like a like a you know you know there's a, there's like cries that are like by yourself kind of cries, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's like other cries. But I think it, as you get older, it, it you become more okay with who you are. Yeah, in right. high school, there's, oh my God, there's so much pressure to be a specific way, like the cool kid. Oh, yeah. And if you're not that way, then you fall into a category of everybody else. And like the media, influencers now, everybody wants you to be the cool kid. And so it's true. you can't, like at that age, it's it seems like it's not acceptable to show your true self. And I think when you graduate college or even high school, you really start to expand and learn more about who you are. Because mm. I know for sure... I got more in touch with the artistic side of me and I'll do art. But before I'm like, no, this is stupid. People are going to think I'm like this weird guy. And I'm like, and I would do it on the side still. But yeah, now I'm like, I don't care. It's it's who I am. Right. Everyone has their shtick. You're comfortable with it. You're confident with it. Yeah. And it's not, and it's listen, if you want to fail at life, the quickest way to do it is to please everyone. Mm. In my opinion, I look, if you meet someone that tries to please everyone, they are talking so much smack behind closed doors. I'm it's on track. Insane. I'm on track to be to be it's failing you, here. Man. It's, it's you, man. It's you. 100%. This is, actually, I'm on oh track God, this to is fail. <laughs> I'm on track to fail, guys. Amar, <laughs> yeah. Actually, Look, let's, let's get he it. even said that, and I'm still trying to please him on that topic. <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about this. Why yeah. do you, for, for those of you that are listening that I'm don't know hard. too much yeah. about Amar, Amar has always been this guy that is uh, relatively approachable, Mm-hmm. Okay, outgoing and for the people. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I'm going to share a story here. Uh, years ago when I lived in Texas, again, this was, geez, I don't know, maybe five years ago, six years ago. Um, you had put out a Facebook post and you said to the first three people that like this and reshare it, I will oh, yeah. do something special for you without anything in return. And I was like, okay, let's just, let's test this guy. Call, if he doesn't do it, I'll call him out. So, and I also had all the time in the world, by the way. <laughs> so I liked it. I reshared That's it. That's amazing. <laughs> and nothing happened for a little bit. And then the day of your birthday, yeah, you put a video or, or a message out saying, for my birthday, I want you guys to subscribe to Danocracy. Yeah. And I'm like, what? This guy used a time where back then, like Facebook is always popping on your birthday. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's using his birthday and, and, the, and the, the amount of eyes he's getting because it's his birthday to promote my stuff. Like, that's yeah. crazy. I even took off wall posts for that. So why why do you, what, what's your drive, man? Like, if you believe in what I just said, if you even do, you don't have to, but. Yeah. I think, I do think the quickest way to be let down and to not succeed is to, to be nice to everyone or not be nice, sorry, no, no, definitely not that, is to try to please everyone. Yeah. For me, there's just, like, there's no real letdown, you know? Like. I didn't go in, to, let's talk about that post, for example, right? Um, I didn't go into it saying, if I do this for Dan, Dan is going gonna, is gonna to be in debt to me, so he's going to have to do this for me, right? And then I did this for Dan, right. and then, you know, years later, there's still nothing from Dan, right? So, screw that guy. No, the way it goes is, I'm going to do this for Dan. That's it. So, there's no real expectation for, for you to give me back something, you're not in debt to me for anything. 
No, but right? I, I don't mean that that specific thing. I mean in general. Yeah. Why, why do you have that? Like, why why do you go around thinking you have to please everyone? Yeah. Um, like, is it, it fulfilling something inside of you to be accepted by everyone? No, not at all. I, I I've honestly always, always, always just wanted to be nice for, like, literally, if I can just, if I can just die, knowing that I did nice things for others, I'm good, right? And I and I do like I don't know when I was a kid. And even now, I still do like lots of research on people on their deathbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so people on their deathbed. You ask 100 people, 1,000 people, you know, what they wanted on their deathbed, right? Like how they wish, what they wish they knew or what they wish everyone else would know. The most successful people always are like, I just want to die knowing that I did some positive change, right? I just want to die knowing that I did good things for others no one really cares about the the money and then this i mean some do that they left their kids with well i think if you're trying to leave an impact on the world you either have to have a significant amount of money like a a number that is like unheard of for the average person or you have to be a kind person like there's two ways you don't have to be super wealthy to leave an imprint on, on the world right like or an impact sorry imprint imprints like what you do when you sit on a leather couch <laughs> but uh i i just i i've been burned because in high school i had that mentality of uh, everyone's got to like me yeah and there was times where sometimes like people didn't like me and it really upset me because i'm like why like i i'm a nice guy i'm trying out my best and to this day that still does affect me in a way that i'm like why do these people act this way around me what have i done yeah and it, what i've learned is that the reason you can't win, the reason you can't please everyone is because people will view this world so different than you. Yeah. It's not always black and white where it's like, I'm a nice guy. And so that way it should warrant nice reactions. Some of these people have been maybe through trauma or maybe they're dealing with mental illness that, that causes them mm-hmm. to maybe uh, not see the world so bright and positive. And maybe they, they're angry that day and maybe they, they lash out on you. Not everyone has the skill of of realizing that if I'm having an outburst at you of anger, mm-hmm. that it's not your fault. They just do it because it's natural to them. And so yeah. it's... it's but, but, but see, that, that's the thing. It, like, just that transaction, that like unspoken transaction of I'm going to do something nice for this person, expecting that they're also going to be nice to me. Because I expect them to kind it doesn't of doesn't work like that though. Yeah, because I I expect them to see the world as I see it, right? Which you're saying it doesn't work that way, yeah. which is true, right? But the way I look at it is, I'm just gonna do this nice thing for someone, for this person, and that's it. I don't expect anything nice from them. I don't, you know, if so, because there's no expectation for them to do anything nice that's back do. That's, that's, it hasn't let me down in any way. But that's really hard. Managing expectations is a tough thing to do, man. Because if you're like I'm going to do all this nice stuff and continually do this nice stuff. And that person does not recognize it ever. It's going to catch up with you and just be like, look, I can't keep doing this. Like, yeah, for sure. But I, I don't think it's not like, let's say for you, like I haven't done nice things for you to the point where there's, you know, like I'm not insane. And in, if I, yeah, like I'm not expecting the same, like, I don't know how to say this. Like I, I don't do it relentlessly enough to someone so much that they're like, okay, well, easy, like back up. Like I'm not, I'm still not matching their expectations. If they're, if I do something nice to them and they don't do anything back, it's all good. Like there was no expectation for me for them to do anything. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Does yeah, make sense? it does make sense. It's just, it's a very rare way to live or think, or it's, it's yeah. challenging to think like that because for the most part, I know if I'm going out of my way in a significant way multiple times yeah. and it's still not being reciprocated or appreciated, I can't keep spending my energy on these things. Yeah. And that's where I think people develop this expectation thing is because yeah. in the past they've tried and they didn't get sort of anything. I also know people though that are so snaky that like in a way that they'll do these things. Oh God. But there's a, there's always an underlining message yeah. of, of like why they did it. It's not out of being genuine. You know. By the way, I'm fully aware and I'm like really good with like talking smack about myself, right? Like I, I, yeah, like, and I also like try to check myself like 
one-to-one or me with friends, me with family, me with random strangers. Um, I like to check myself to see if what I'm doing actually is what I'm doing. So like, for example, like when, first of all, I, I know there's a thin line between doing nice things for others genuinely and it coming off as very ungenuine or snaky or what does this guy want? What pyramid scheme does he want me to be in? (laughs) Right. So I know I'm walking that very fine line. Right. Right. And I know sometimes people will misread it. I think that's more common is people are going to think, why is this guy being all nice to me? What what does he he want? want? What's he selling me? For sure. Um, And that's where I've also realized like I'm never ever going to use my personality to like try to like sell something. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe in like, uh, you worked with my best friends as a car salesman for literally lasted for three weeks. Okay. Everyone was like, yo, you're going to be the best car salesman. Like you're so good with others. You meet so many people, like people love your personality, right? You're going to be a great car salesman. But no, is what happened was when I was showing my true self, my genuine self being nice to others. Now people had a good kind of like closing piece of, oh, this guy's nice to me because he wants me to sell. uh, He wants to sell me this car. Mm -hmm. Right. And I hated that. I hated that. It's yeah. It's the false impression. It's the worst, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think people are skeptical whenever someone is nice. Yeah, like and that that's that's up to their own like reasoning, like reasonings as to why someone might reasoning. do that. Reasoning. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Any I'm, Instagram I'm the same bu- way. I th- I think for me, it's not to to be pleasing everyone. I, I don't care about that anymore, to be honest, because yeah. it for, it really doesn't work for me, and I don't see it benefiting me yeah. more than it is exhausting me because you're just not going to be able to. Yeah. It, it could be as shallow as uh, the way you look that people won't want to interact with you or won't be polite with you. I went to uh, a bar once <laughs> with, crazy. with my buddy Mitch and Mitch is the most outgoing social guy you could meet. Okay. This guy is the life of the party at every party, even if it's not his party. Oh, love it. He's awesome. Right. And so I went out with him one night downtown Toronto and I guess he saw these girls that he had met at Way Home, which is an outdoor music festival mm-hmm. just outside of Toronto. And he briefly had met them. He didn't even really know them. He just kind of recognized them. Well, Mitch and I are really good friends because he's someone that understands my humor and I get his. So in a lot of ways we're similar and in a lot of ways we're not. But we were at the bar and he goes out for a smoke and I was left there with these girls. And I'm like, this is no problem. I could do it. Like I could easy. I could, it's, it's easy in a way that I could like interact with them, tell them funny jokes or just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But they were so not interested in keeping the conversation. And it was like, you didn't even give me a chance. Is it because I look like this? Is it because oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's because of appearance at that point. But you're, you're like, why would... Why would you kind of shut people up? And so that's what Ugh. I'm saying is that to, to manage expectations and to be yeah. a nice guy to every single person or to try and please them eventually wears you down to where you start questioning, is it me? What did I do? You know, yeah. it's just not 100%. a healthy way of living. I don't know. I also recognize that on Instagram, you know, the bios. Yeah. Like my bio will always say something about me being nice to others. Right. Mm-hmm. And also recognize that every Instagram bio that says that, <laughs> it's Look, definitely man. a pyramid scheme. Uh, trust me. I li- <laughs> as soon as you say, I want to help others. Nope. <laughs> I can't stand. Uh, unfortunately, I just lost another Instagram. Uh, I follow them yeah. to these pyramid schemes. I don't know why you do it, man. Like, wh- <laughs> wh- why do you do it? Like, I don't need you posting inspirational quotes in your story saying, sign up today and you could be a new you when it's like, you haven't even changed. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. And you're selling me a better version of myself. That, you this don't even is, know me, bro. This is the toxic <laughs> way that influencers have came in was influencers is a term of people that have a following, that yes. have a form of influence. Okay. You're not an influencer. If you are just someone that goes on Instagram and you work as an accountant and you're like, I'm going to start selling uh, weight loss st- uh, strategies on the side yeah, um, and, and start motivating people. No, you're not an influencer. All you're doing is you're advocating a program that you believe in that you're you're getting a kickback on yeah but there's no base, so shady there's no base of people that can say they're a good person they've done this in the past because you haven't yeah it's it, man it's <laughs> and it's all good i honestly i really think the the key to all this is to just say yo i am getting a kickback and you too can get a kickback 
if you just if you just sign up under <laughs> my team, real, just, just keep real it real. Approach. Yeah, but sometimes it's um, again. Yeah, you, you never know how someone's going to respond, man. It's it's like For sure. That. I'm getting fifty dollars off every sign up, and if you sign up, people, I'll give you fifty bucks. Done. I don't, I don't know. know. I think I think you should show your true self, yeah. and this is a scary thing because a lot of people may have been shut out before for showing their true self. But I think if you are authentic with time, okay, yeah, you will benefit in a massive way for sure. Look, I tried to hide that I had anxiety for the longest time until I eventually could not film videos anymore because I couldn't get that personality back, which is a side of me, yeah. which is like, what's up, everybody? This high high energy, right? I was going to say high class. High class. <laughs> what's up, everybody? This high, high class, class people uh, talk yes. to each other. Oh, hello. <laughs> but I, it was at that moment where I'm like, okay, Dan, maybe you should just try and tell them what's going on and see yeah. what happens. And so I did. I made a video saying, look, I'm, I've got anxiety and this is how I feel and this is why I can't do this. And I got so many DMs and that's where I really think I planted the seeds for loyalty amongst my followers because I gave them the gift of of honesty yeah, and, and authenticity that I think a lot of creators don't choose to do. Yeah. And I think it's it's the best way to give a gift. And you win in the long run, man. Well, yeah, because now you don't have to hide, right? Yeah. You just be yourself. Anyway. I feel like today we're talking about like I don't know pet peeves or people. Oh, I got I got one more pet, pet peeves in people. Pet peeve. Okay, I got one more then. Go for it. When okay, this no happens. Don't drop a name. Uh, this happened last <laughs> week. Okay, when people you're talking to that will be older than you. Okay, you're you're having a conversation. And they ask how old you are. Mm. This happens at events too. Yeah. Oh my my window is still open. That's why the door is randomly closing right now. Um. <laughs> so they ask you. Um, how old you are. And you tell them, like, oh, I'm 27. I was born in 1991. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I've aged myself there for a lot of people listening, but I'm still, like, 21 at heart. I'm 28. <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> I went. <laughs> so it's when you say the age and they laugh at you as if, oh, my God, you're just a baby. Yeah. I, I When is that going to stop? When it, and apparently it doesn't. My brother is 32, and he's like, Dan, it doesn't. It's just It sets <sighs> me off so much because I'm like, why do you got to, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Belittle. Yeah. It's a form of belittling someone when you're, like, laughing at how old they are. Because, I'm sorry, I'm 27, and I've accomplished things that a lot of people older than me haven't. Yeah. And it, it goes with everybody else. Yeah. So don't laugh at me because I'm young. I, I I cannot stand it, man. It's it, What it does, it, what, it reeks of you're your scared of your age. Yeah. When they do that. It's like... Oh, you're still a baby. Yeah, we're yeah. still in the same room too. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you're like, still a baby. It's like I'm still a baby, but we're still here, like literally, yeah, in the same room, invited for the same reason. And like I can have a conversation. I think after the age of 25, depending on who you are and maybe the situation a bit, you have a pretty good understanding as to like what your standpoint is and opinions on things that are valid. You have experience at that point. Mm -hmm. If you're continually going to be told you don't have life experience, at what point does it come? Yeah, And in my opinion, I think at 25 is when you're now out of school, you have a, a few years under your belt of trying to figure out where you're going to go. You have life experience. There, there's this like misconception, no, you got to be like 40 or 50 to know what's going on. No, you don't. Yeah, I, I'd say 25, you're probably established your personality, established like what you want to do. You know, you, you kind of, you're self-aware. I'm not going to say you should stop being more self-aware and understanding yourself because I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I think there was like a study. It was actually a really cool study. Of, like they tested people bef like at day zero and then 10 years later, right? And they asked them, how much have you changed for in the last 10 years? So 15 to 25, 25 to 35, 35 to 45, yeah. and so on to like 75. Um, how much have you changed in the last 10 years? And they're like, oh, so much. Like I'm like, you know, look at us like, like 19 year old me versus 29 year old or 28 year old me completely different people mm. right you know still same kind of things but absolutely completely different and then they're gonna say then they ask how much are you gonna change in the next 10 years and you know a lot of people said oh not that much you know i'm kind of established now i know what i want i know what i'm doing i know what i want in life and then they ask them 10 years later how much have you changed in the last 10 years mm -hmm. right and they're like wow 29 to 39, 
I'm a completely different I person. I don't disagree that like you're going to change over the span of years. Oh, no, no, of, of course. course. I don't think that's what you're saying. It's what, what I'm saying is is life experience yeah. has to start somewhere. And I think at 25, you've gone through school. So you've gone through a lot of different social settings. You've yeah. gone to new schools. Uh, you've dealt with people not liking you, maybe being bullied, people liking you, having your first kiss, your first girlfriend. You've gained forms of life experience yeah. that can help formulate opinions later on. Of course. But when you have people that are older than you consistently telling you, oh, you don't know how this works, you don't know how this works. Well, then at what point do I? Yeah. You know, because you were at once my, I think people forget that they were once your age. Yeah. And it's the ones that are fearful of their age currently that uh, that feel like they've got a clock. We all have a clock, but yeah. then maybe approaching 40 that are laughing because they're like, <laughs> you're such a baby. It's like, I'm not a baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm a grown man. In fact, a lot of people at my age- Look would, up to me. Well, well, yeah, I wasn't gonna say that, but thank you. <laughs> Got you. But, but a lot of people my age would already have a family and kids by now. Yeah, they own property. Like, I'm sorry, that that that's bullshit, and it's yeah. it stops at a certain age. And that was something that I just wanted to talk about on here. That if you're out there listening and someone is, or people in your surrounding are constantly keeping you in a circle when you feel you've got a lot more to offer. Oh. Like when I, I think when I moved out of my house, when was when I really got to grow and become who I am because I grew up with three brothers. And when you went to the breakfast table wearing a new hat or glasses or a new shirt, they're the first person to be like, who do you think you are? What is this new style? You know, and that's part of having siblings. I get that. But when you move out of that setting and you don't have that continually happening to you on a daily basis, you start to be okay with the quirks that you offer. Yeah. So just wanted to share that. Love it. It's a good pet peeve, man. Okay. I think we're, uh. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so scary. <laughs> the wind. Okay, I think that's it for this podcast. We gotta get the music going. Touch and uh, yeah, I think uh, as you're hearing this right now, by the way, I am in Sweden, enjoying some vodka. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amar, are you gonna get the music or what? <laughs> There's music. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> is there no music? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next. See week. you in the next one. Next week. Bye-bye. Enjoy the vodka, sweetie. Oh, no.